Not surprisingly, healthy eating and nutrition are topics which often come up on First Time Mums Chat. And I've interviewed a number of wonderful women on this topic. My observation is that the focus is often mainly on weight. And of course, for new mums, ensuring that their intake is beneficial to breastfeeding. However, something that I feel is often neglected when eating regimes are being revised and planned is a topic of brain health. Too often, this takes a back seat and you'll hear from today's guest, holistic nutritionist and brain health coach, Judy Gervais, about why this is so important. After all, by feeding our brains healthy, nutrient-dense foods, we are providing it what it needs to help us live fuller and richer lives. I'm infant massage instructor Helen Thompson. Hello and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. Being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life in every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged four weeks to 10 months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage. So let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. Hi Julie and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. I'm delighted to have you here. When we first spoke, I was fascinated by your family's journey, which led you to becoming a holistic nutritionist and brain health coach. Thank you, Helen, so much for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited to be here. My name is Julie Gervais. And I am French Canadian. That's where the French name comes from. But I was raised in both languages. So I'm perfectly bilingual. I'm from Ottawa, Ontario. And we've lived here for 15 years on and Mm -hmm. off. We were blessed with the opportunity to live overseas twice because of my husband's work. So we lived three years in Tunisia and three years in the Philippines. Oh, wonderful. So six years overseas out of 15, but we always came back to Ottawa. It's our home. So I used to be a social worker. And then when I had my children, I decided that I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. So I left my work and I was a stay-at-home mom for 13 years. And I raised three children. I'm still raising them. (laughs) And how old are your kids now? They're 17, 15, and 12. So I did raise three children, and after that, I went back to school. But I'll explain to you why I decided to go back to school. So three kids, but what I didn't mention is my three kids were very intense children. And myself being an intense child when I was a child, it was no surprise to me. It was almost a joke in our family because they were definitely like I was when I was a child. So they were very intense. And that was fine. But then when they turned about eight, 10, about that age, I started noticing a lot of physical health issues that started popping up. Eczema, one had severe constipation as a baby. 
but I never thought anything of it. I thought it was normal for a baby to be constipated. I didn't realize at the time how severe she was, how severely constipated she was. So until we changed her diet, she has always struggled with constipation. The other one started developing severe eczema. And then my oldest developed a autoimmune condition. And I was like, what is going on here? Mm, like, mm. You know, we were a pretty healthy family. You know, I always was very careful with what we ate. I would go towards alternative medicine all the time, even when yes, I was right. a teenager. Okay. So I was really surprised. So I started looking into it and that's when I started, you know, researching and figuring out what can I do naturally to help my kids. So we started changing our diet. We started removing gluten. We started maybe removing some dairy. And so I was happily surprised that a lot of this was improving their conditions. Like my daughter's autoimmune condition, all the symptoms just went away within a year. Mm. Like it was like, wow. So for her, it was the gluten. We immediately saw that the gluten made a huge difference. And for my daughter who had eczema, it was the dairy. Yeah. But then it was still there. We had completely removed the dairy and it was still there. We're like, what's going on? So we dig deeper and we got her tested for food intolerances. And we realized that she was intolerant to almonds. I was like, oh, oh right. Nuts. Yeah. Because I had replaced all my milk with almond milk, almond flour, almond rice. Right. Yes. Remove the almond, the eczema went away. So it was like, oh, wow. But through this journey, what really hit home for me was, although they were getting better physically, like their physical symptoms were going away, what I noticed even more so was mentally, they were so much calmer. They were just not as intense. They were more able to manage their emotions. It didn't yes, change yeah. their personality. They would still react, but not as strongly they can calm down when I asked them to calm down. It was just, oh, interesting. And being always quite intense myself, I noticed the difference in my own mental well-being. I noticed mm -hmm. that I was calmer. I was just feeling happier. I wasn't always getting these mood swings all the time. So that was a huge eye-opener for me. So once we came back from the Philippines, that's when I decided to go back to school. So I went back and got my diploma in nutrition. And because I was so passionate about mental health, having a background of social work as well, I went to get a certification as a brain health coach. Mm -hmm. So it's yep, yep. making that link between nutrition and mental health. So that's what I did. And I started working with children initially, because I thought that's really what I wanted to do. I wanted to help children. I saw there was a need. Parents would come and see me and ask. Me. I know things could improve if I could help get my kid to eat the right foods, but he's picky or he doesn't like this. Mm. So I was like, okay, I would give them recommendations. And I never really knew if they were implementing it because often either they wouldn't come back and see me, or if they would come back and see me, because parents are busy. That's what I've noticed is their mm -hmm. intentions were good. They wanted to help their child, but implementing all of this took a lot of time. Yes. You know, yeah. It gets overwhelming for a mother because mothers are like, uh, I say mothers because it's mothers who come to see me, to be completely honest. I, I, parents, yes, but it's mostly moms. So the mothers come and see me and it's like, 
yes, they get all these recommendations, but they had troubles implementing it. Even the ones that came back, they said, you know, I didn't have time or my kids weren't interested. I was like, okay, there must be a better way, right? So within a year, I started seeing a pattern. It's not the children that I needed to support. It was the mothers. Yes. Yeah. It was the mothers who needed the support. And if the mother can implement my recommendations into her own life and make it a habit for herself and see the difference in her own well-being, then it will be a lot easier for her to be a role model for her child. Exactly. And I think it's about being a role model for children. It's seeing what you do. I agree with that 100%. Right. The the role models that are the most important to children Mm -hmm. are the parents. Right. And a lot of mothers, um, they need that support because especially young moms, they're overwhelmed, they're exhausted, they lack Mm -hmm. sleep. And so it was like, no, I've got to change my approach. So that's what I did. I started supporting mothers who struggled with their mental health, with moods, with feeling overwhelmed, with feeling exhausted. They'd come and see me. They'd say, I'm completely depleted. My moods are all over the place. I'm feeling angry a lot and I'm yelling a lot more than I used to. I don't like who I've become. I've lost that that love for life. I've I've lost that zest, that energy that I I used to have. I want it back. Mm. So those are the mothers that started to come to see me when I started changing my clientele and I was supporting moms, the moms who came to see me, this is what they were saying to me. Mm. I'm depleted. I had no more energy. I'm not like I used to be. I get angry a lot, even resentful towards my husband. And they would say, I I don't know how to get out of this vicious cycle. Mm. I, I just don't know where to start. So that's how I started supporting moms the last 18 months, because more and more, all of our services were being put online because of COVID. I decided I'll do the same thing. I'm going to put Mm -hmm. all of my services online. Mm -hmm. So that's what I started doing. And I created a 16 month program where I support moms who struggle with their moods and mental health through coaching with fundamental principles that they need to know so they can thrive mentally fundamental principles to help brain health because it's all about your brain Mm, your brain is the organ of your mental health your brain is the organ of everything your brain yes Yes. if your brain works right you work right you make better decisions you're happier, you're more successful at school, at work, in your relationships with your husband, with your partner, with your children. Mm-hmm. It starts with being mentally well first, so you can make the right decisions for yourself and for your child, mm-hmm. for your family. Definitely. Right? So even someone that wants to lose weight, it starts with your brain. You need to be mentally fit and well to make those right decisions every day. So it's the same thing. So it's all about brain health. I teach moms what they need to know about their brain, what their Mm -hmm. brain needs. When I talk about nutrition, I talk about what is it in food that their brain needs so desperately? Mm, Yes. Yeah. So I explain that in detail. I talk about proteins. We need proteins to build those feel good chemicals that help us feel happy, that Mm -hmm. help us feel calm 
to help us make good decisions, to plan, to feel organized. These are all the feel-good chemicals, those neurotransmitters that are responsible for how we feel every single day. We need to be building those in our system. They need to be balanced. And the best way to do that it was, is with proper nutrition. Yes. And, and I mentioned protein earlier because the protein that you eat breaks down into those building blocks that you need so you can build those feel-good chemicals. There are certain building blocks that you need that comes from food, like those amino acids. You need those to build good chemicals and carbohydrates. That's another one. Healthy fats is another one. Once you break it down, you need those to help to support your brain health, to support those receptor sites. You need to be supporting your physiology. Your yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you can feel good. So once they understand that and they really see the connection, it motivates them to make those right choices when it comes to their food because they understand why. Mm, yes. I have to eat whole foods. Why do I have to eat protein? I, I really nail it down and explain that to them. One of my pillars is you need to understand your brain health. You need to understand what your brain needs if you want to feel happy and strong mentally. When we're talking about brain health and nutrition, and what we put into our bodies, like the proteins, the carbohydrates. There's so many additives that we have in food these days. And there's so many things that we have in food that we've got to be careful of. But then again, you've got to get that balance as well. People say that butter's not good for you. People say that dairy is not good for you. I guess it depends on your body and your mental health. Yes, we're all individually biochemically different. Okay. Yeah, that's so for some people, dairy might be a problem and for others, it might not be. Okay? Mm. And I go through that in my program because once they understand the brain health and I've got three pillars and I'm going to explain what you mm -hmm. just talked about, like the toxins and the chemicals that we eat. It's all part of the process. So initially I explained to them about brain health. And then I talk about blood sugar because your blood yes, that's sugar a good one. Yeah. is intimately connected to your mental health intimately connected so if your blood sugar is all over the place your moods will be all over the place mm. okay so it's very important that they understand how to balance their blood sugar what do they need to do when it comes to food to, to be able to balance their blood sugar and some people are more susceptible to imbalanced blood sugars than others again we're all biochemically different right and we get to chat about that through my coaching calls. So it's fun. And my third pillar is all about blood flow. Movement is critical for brain health. We need to get our blood flowing because your brain needs oxygen, needs yes. blood flowing through it constantly. It always is. But when we're exercising or when we're moving, we're walking, it doesn't have to be running a marathon. It just means finding something you enjoy doing. It could be yoga. It can be walking with, with your child, swimming, but just get moving. So, mm -hmm. so important for your mental health, because when you're moving, you're building those feel-good chemicals. So those are my three pillars. And once they truly understand that, then we move on to lifestyle. So I, I get them to master those three pillars. First, so they truly implement that in their life when it comes to nutrition. It's all about nutrition. Those three pillars is about the food that they're eating. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's not about complicated recipes. A lot of my moms say, I don't have time. I don't have time. Yes. To cook. 
I've got a baby who's always crying. I've got three kids. I had three kids. I know how busy it can get. That's why all of my recipes, everything I recommend in the program is so simple. It's so simple. It's not about time. It's about knowing how to combine food so you can always be balancing your blood sugar. You want to be combining those proteins and healthy fats and the carbohydrates. You don't want to just be eating sugar. You don't want to just be eating protein. You don't want to just be eating fats. You need to be balancing those out. I noticed on your website that you have a lovely recipe, raspberry and avocado ice cream. Yes. And I make a mousse sometimes with avocado and cacao. Mm. But I like the idea when I saw that. That's an easy one to do. And it's quick and easy for a mum. You just whack it all in a, in a wither and there you go. You've got the avocado, which is a fat uh, the carbohydrate i believe and then the raspberry which is glucose and the sugar and and i yeah i think you put frozen banana in there as well and coconut oil so you've got all those mix of things and that's exactly what you're talking about yes exactly Exactly. It's those mix of carbohydrates, the fats in the avocado, there's carbs in the avocado, and then you can add some protein, you can add maybe some hemp seeds. And when you're mixing it in the blender, you you don't even taste the hemp seeds. There's so many different ways. And sometimes it's just two, three ingredients together like that. And you've got ice cream, it can be very simple. And once they've got that in their schedule, because I help them build habits, it's all about building those habits. So it becomes part of their routine. It's really critical that it becomes part of their routine so they don't get overwhelmed. So I provide them with a menu plan, an empty one. It's completely empty. And I just say, you fit in which recipes you're ready to do. It can just be one new recipe a week. Just fit in what you're capable of doing with the time that you've got in that menu plan and decide that on that day, I'm going to commit to doing that new recipe or that new breakfast recipe or that dessert that's healthy for me or that snack that's healthy for my child. Okay. So it's building those small, small habits one at a time through the whole program. That's what I'm doing with the moms. So once that's done with the food, then we move on to let's look at your sleep because sleep has a huge impact on how you're feeling. So we look at their sleep and I provide them with strategies and what they can do to improve their sleep. Sometimes they don't know, like for instance, something very simple, having electronics in your bedroom. That's a no-no. Yes, a lot of people do. We remove them, we put them out of the room, super simple, or just turning off your electronics at least an hour before going to bed to help you fall asleep. I'm a bit guilty of that. I don't have electronics in my bedroom, but there are times when I watch something and then 10 minutes later I get to bed, which I know it's not the right thing to do, but yes, I know that's a key point. It is. And what's important is to be aware. I'm not perfect. I'll sometimes end up being at my computer before going to bed, but I see the difference. I see the difference in the quality of my sleep. I'll wake up more in the middle of the night. So it's learning. It's teaching the moms to be more aware of when they change certain things in their lifestyle when they change certain things Mm -hmm. in their diet that they they're starting to see a difference in how they're feeling definitely it's all about being more aware and more intentional you know you you might want to watch something right before bed but try to make it intentional say today i know i'm going to watch a movie with my partner i know it's probably not the best thing just as long as it's intentional Yeah. yeah so lifestyle sleep and then after sleep we talk about movement So I try to get them 
to create a routine for themselves, but a routine that works for them because every mom is different. You know, every mom has a different schedule with their baby. So it's important. I don't impose anything. We talk together, like, what do you enjoy doing? Some others don't really like exercise. Okay, well, let's brainstorm together. What is it? What do you like? Yeah. Mm. That we can find that you can implement in your routine somewhere. Mm. And then we talk about creating habits. That's the key, right? Because I want it to last long term. So it's like, no, I want you to get results, but I want the results to stick. So you as a mom can be a role model for your child. You're the one that's Mm going to teach them Mm -hmm. how to eat, right? You're the one that's going to teach them the importance of sleep when they become a teenager. You know, it's, it starts with you. Mental health doesn't start with the child. It starts with the mom and the, and the dad. We talk about mindset. Oh my gosh. That is such a huge one mindset. Mm -hmm. So a lot of moms, they'll complain about maybe their partner. They're complaining about their kids being like this, being like that. So we talk a lot about mindset, not only in the module, but from the beginning to the end, because that is almost more important than food. It is so key to your happiness. Mm, so yeah. key. And I make them realize how much their thoughts impact how they feel. So I, I help them become more aware of the thoughts that they're nurturing every day. I think that's so important. It is such a huge one, especially now with everything going on. How do we protect ourselves as moms? Mm. What can we remove from our our daily lives that's not serving us, that's not helping us feel good, that's nurturing all these negative thoughts about what's going on out there? So we talk a lot about that mindset. So key. Yeah, no, I think it is because you really notice the difference. Mm-hmm. I notice if I go out for exercise, if I haven't been on my bike for six months, because I love cycling. And recently, we just went out um, on the bikes. And I just loved it. It was just so nice to be out exercising again and enjoying the fresh air and building up my vitamin D. When I came home, I was tired, but I was energizedly tired. I really felt my whole state of mind had changed. Yeah, I just felt so much more relaxed. I'm just putting it into my perspective of what you're saying, because doing that really, really does help. You were talking about having TV and you're not having TV in your room and getting to bed early and just reading a book. Yes. I find that so relaxing. Sometimes I think I'm not tired and I'll just go read about the first chapter and then falling asleep. I have to turn the light out because I'm too tired. Yep. And I wake up the next morning feeling much more refreshed. Oh, it makes such a difference. And I think once the moms start doing it and mm. just try it, they realize it. They realize, wow, I, I actually enjoy reading before going to bed, or maybe it's meditation or whatever helps you relax. So I find that the moms that come to see me, the ones that are exhausted, that are depleted, that are finding that they're maybe yelling more than they'd want. These are often moms who are givers. They give, give, give. give. give, And all they want to do is give as much as they can to their children so their child can thrive. And I'm guilty of that. I was like that. And I just wanted my child to have what I didn't have, or it it can be another reason, right? So being givers is a beautiful quality, but you can't keep giving without receiving. That's right. You just can't. You're going to empty yourself. And that's what's happening. You, your bucket is empty. You have nothing else to give. Yes. Right. 
So you need to be filling up that. There's so many ways of doing that. Asking help, delegating to your partners, certain things, certain chores around the house with the baby, maybe. We tend to take on a lot as moms, right? But we forget that we need time to ourselves. We need time to regenerate, to, to just build, to receive love from others. And of course, from ourselves as well learning to love ourselves so we can give more to our yeah. children yeah and as you're saying you also need to replenish yourself with natural nutrition and helping your brain and you don't have to go out and buy vitamins you can get it to food absolutely you can get all the vitamins and minerals from food as long as you're eating the right foods <laughs> yeah and that comes back to what you were mentioning earlier you were talking about all the toxins, the chemicals that we're yes, eating, the yeah. dyes and the, the pesticides, the herbicides, all of those things that we're eating when we're eating processed foods, right? Mm -hmm. So once the mothers know, and they've been through half of my program, the first half is all about what do you need more of to feel yes. healthy, to feel better? Mm -hmm. The other mm -hmm. half is what do you need less of? What do we need to be removing? But before we're mm -hmm. moving, I always introduce what I want them to add to their routine, their habits. And then I remove what, because it's easier to remove once you've been introduced to something else, like something good, right? Yes. You yeah. You start removing immediately from the start because that creates resistance. So like, I kind of like my ice cream or I kind of like my, my cookies, right? So I always start with, okay, let's start with the good habits. Let's start with the healthy food. Let's start with the good sleep. And then at the end, what can we remove from your life right now? That's mm -hmm. preventing you to thrive, to feel good, like your old self again. Yeah, well, no, I think there's a good, yeah. You mentioned that earlier, right? Chemicals, yeah. food dyes, that's huge. Yeah, it is. I know. I think, yeah, a lot of, there's too many food dyes in food. And I think, I mean, this is a generalization. I'm not saying this is the case with everybody, but from my understanding, if you've got a hyperactive kid, it's got a lot to do with what's in a, um, food because ADHD, I think it's got a lot to do with what's in the food rather than the fact that the child is hyper. Yes, I, I'm generalizing when I say that. I know that there are other factors, but I think food has got a, a key, it, key point it in there. really help. My son, I'll be transparent. My son is diagnosed with ADD. So I'm quite familiar with it. And we are able to manage his ADD with food and supplements. That's it. Mm -hmm. We tried the medication and no, I prefer the food and the supplements. He's doing much better on them. Everybody's different, but it's definitely worth trying. Yeah. And when you're talking yeah. about food, you know, there's a lot of sugar in processed foods and we don't oh, realize yes. how much sugar there is. We're constantly eating sugar. And then we yes. wonder why we're angry, why we're irritated all the time, or why we're sad all the time. It's the sugar. Yeah, yeah I, I've got a bit of experience in this because my partner came home one day after the naturopath and the naturopath said, because he had high blood pressure, I suggest you change your diet, cut out the sugar. And Jonathan, he's got a very sweet tooth. And he find it really hard and he came home and he said, Helen, I can't have this. I can't have that. I can't have this. I'll make, I do a sort of nut thing at the base and I put tahini and peanut butter on the top, mm -hmm. make it caramelly. And I sometimes put dates in it and put that on the top. So that's the sugar because you've got the dates for the sugar. Yeah. And then make cacao and coconut oil on the top. Yep. And then we've got our little sweetener. And I've learned how to adapt 
It took me a while. Yeah. As you say, communication and talking to mums and expressing yes. how you can help them rather than saying, oh, well, you can't do this or you can't have that or you're stressed, you're overwhelmed. Yes, exactly. We're always trying to find solutions. Okay, yes, you're busy. Let's see what we can find in your schedule. Let's see. Are you spending a lot of time on social media? Let's mm. try to find some space somewhere for you. So, mm. so important. And you know about social media, I'll just say something about that. More and more young people are spending so much time mm. on it, looking at other people's lives. But whose life is more important? Other people's yours. lives yeah. or yours? Yes. Right? Yours. Your life should be your priority. And you should be spending more time on you than on watching what other people are doing on social media and stop comparing. Because it, it can get a vicious, it can be quite addictive let's just say very easily addictive I always think when people say take care of you I always use this example when you're on an airplane the pilot when he does the safety things he says when if even an unlikely event does the oxygen mask come down make sure that you take the oxygen first before you give it to somebody else exactly because if you don't take that oxygen first you're not going to be in a position to help that other person exactly and i said that to my father once and he said oh but helen i've i've had a long life you know i would give it to you first and i said yes dad you would and i thank you for that but if you don't give it to you first i wouldn't be able to help you it's interesting it comes yeah i like that analogy but it's yes. so true it, it's not it counterintuitive. Like we don't we don't think about doing that, especially if you've got a child next to us, right? We're thinking, I've got to save yes. my child. Absolutely. And we talked about the chemicals and all the food dyes and all that. And even food intolerances is something we look into as well. Quickly, we try and see if there's is there anything you're eating that might be, you know, mm -hmm. impacting how you're feeling. Dairy and gluten are huge ones for some people. Yes. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So corn, soya are other ones. The list goes on. <laughs> And we talk about stress. Stress is probably yeah. our last huge module at the end where it's sort of like, okay, what stressors are in your life that we can kind of maybe eliminate? Why, Judy? I've learned a lot from you today. I find the whole topic of brain health fascinating. And it seems to me an area that is often not considered when it comes to nutrition. So how can moms connect with you to find out more? Yes, thank you for asking, Helen. So how can people connect with me? The best way is with through Facebook. I've got a Facebook page, a personal page, julie.gervais.wellness. So you can friend me there and follow me on Facebook. I've got my business page as well, which is uh, maybe more related to what I've talked about today, Brain Health Pour la Vie. Um, that's my French heritage that's coming out there, Pour la Vie. So if you translate that, it's Brain Health for Life. And one place I would love for people to connect if what I shared with, with you today resonated with them is my private community Facebook group. It's called A Holistic Approach to Your and Your Families. So I'm there daily. I'm posting. I'm providing education, Facebook Lives. I'm doing an episode, a weekly episode, Monday Motivations. So I just want to give all the information that moms need so they can thrive and it's probably the best place also to get to know me who i am and what i stand for i'm also on instagram so if you're on instagram you can follow me there at brain health Polevi. and um, i'll also provide you with a free resource it's called three-step nutrition and lifestyle action plan 
for moms who want to stop yelling. So it's not just for moms who want to stop yelling. It could also be for moms who are irritated, frustrated, tired, sad. It's those moods that we want to get rid of or we want to improve so we can feel like our good old selves again, right? So I'll provide you with that link for anyone who wants to download it for free. So thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. It was a delight to chat with you, Helen, today. I hope you find Judy's tips and insights as helpful as I did. She certainly shared lots to help understand what your brain needs if you want to be at your best mentally. I highly recommend checking out Judy's Facebook group and business page, as well as her Instagram page, where you'll find out more about her services and offerings. I've included a link to them in the show notes at mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast forward slash 051. Please help me spread the word to other mums by rating and reviewing my podcast on Apple Podcasts. This helps me to support more mums, yes, just like you, for a smooth journey into the exciting world of parenthood. I am really passionate about First Time Mums Chat and providing a weekly resource that helps parents who are new to the whole world of parenting and I want to hear from you. I warmly welcome questions and feedback and comments on my podcast episodes. I am always on the lookout to interview mums who are doing amazing things. Is your little one suffering from colic or constipation? I may have just the thing to help you experience less crying, less stress and have a happier, more contented little one and household. Just go to mybabymassage.net forward slash colic to get your free colic remedies cheat sheet. Start soothing your baby and get some much needed rest and build a deeper bond with your baby that grows stronger every day. That's mybabymassage.net forward slash colic. So please reach out by sending me an email at support at mybabymassage.net. And once again, thank you so much for listening.